0: You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for yet another broadcast. We thank you for this topic. We thank you for your heart to connect with us so that we can hear you, so that we can see what you're doing. And we thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the gift of prophecy. We thank you for the ability, Lord, to bless others, to equip them, to comfort them, to edify them, Father. And we are just excited, excited about this topic. We're excited about what you have for us today. And so I just yield. I yield to the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I just tell you to think through my mind, speak through my mouth, and just enlighten the eyes of our understanding today that we can know the hope of our calling, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are teaching at the same time I'm teaching. You are speaking to each and every listener, And Father, you have so many good things in store for us, so much uh, in store for us today, so much in store for us this week, this month, this quarter, this year. And Lord, we just want to connect with that. So just have your way today and be glorified as we dive into today's broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys, we are on the topic of new covenant prophecy, and this is part two. So in part one, I talked a little bit about the purpose of prophecy. We jumped into 1 Corinthians 14, and we talked about that when we when we are prophesying, that the goal of that is to edify, encourage, and comfort. And we also talked about um, the need for new covenant prophecy. And what, what I mean by that is is that prophecy on this side of the cross looks different than it did on the other side of the before the cross in the sense that we now all prophesy we all are called to prophesy and we all have the ability to do that and as someone who has been training people to prophesy now for 20 years I can tell you that that is true We all can operate in this gift because we all have the exact same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead living inside of us. We have a connection with the mind of Christ through the the person of the Holy Spirit. And so today I want to continue our discussion. I want to talk a little bit more about kind of another real important part of prophecy and the purpose of it. And I want to do that um, by first reviewing what prophets do. Okay. Last week we talked about that the that the primary role of the prophet in the new covenant, in the church, in um the you know, the age that we live in, is not just to stand up on a platform and prophesy to people and tell everybody what God is doing. But the 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 meat of that gift, the, the real purpose of that gift is to equip the body of Christ to be able to prophesy, to be able to operate with awakened spiritual senses, so that you guys and I can see what the Father is doing. We can see into the spirit realm. We can operate, you know, at a level that's higher than our five physical senses. We can hear the voice of God. We can sense the presence of God. We have senses that are not physical. They are spiritual. And one of the big purposes for prophets in the... Church is to equip the body of Christ to be able to operate out of a place of faith where they are being led by faith, being led by what they see in the Spirit, being led by what they hear from the Father and from the Holy Spirit and from Jesus, and be able to live supernaturally. The real goal is to For us to be doing the same works as Jesus did, for us to be able to be a part of his uh, great commission to expand the kingdom and empower people that maybe don't know Jesus through supernatural gifts to recognize that God is real, to operate in signs and wonders and miracles as a normal way of life. You know, the Christian life is meant to be a supernatural life and the ability to operate in uh prophecy and all of the gifts of the spirit and and operate from a place where we have spiritual senses that are awakened is a part of our identity in Christ. We are not mere human beings we are not just uh natural in the way that we approach life and circumstances, but we are designed to overcome we are designed to triumph we are designed to do the same things that Jesus did to speak to storms to I mean, speak to mountains and to speak to sickness and disease and lack and watch it bow to the name of Jesus and create heaven, co-create heaven on earth with the Father. So let's jump off today in a review of Ephesians 4 and let's talk about what the Apostle Paul was teaching here about the gift of, really, it's all of the the ministry gifts, right? Which is pastor, it's apostle, prophet, uh, teacher, evangelist, and pastor. And let's talk about what is the purpose of all of these gifts in the body of Christ, okay? In Ephesians 4.11, it says this, it says that he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God, and finally we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. Verse 14, and then our immaturity will end, and we will not be easily taken by trouble or led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. Instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. And all of, and all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. Oh my gosh, as I was reading this, I was just getting flooded with things that I wanted to say. So let me kind of slow down for a moment and go back and talk about, again, the purpose of the prophet. Okay? So the prophet, just like all of those ministry gifts, is here to nurture and prepare all holy believers, right, to do their own works of ministry. Okay, so first and foremost, the reason we have these gifts is to empower the body of Christ to step into their own ministry. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is called into like ministry per se, like you're going to launch a non-profit and you're going to start taking donations into your ministry because that's what we think of when we think of ministry, right? We automatically even think of a non-profit, which is not at all what the scripture is talking about. In fact, the idea of a non-profit didn't even exist in the Apostle Paul's day, right? The kingdom is a profitable place. So the non-profit thing is just a, a world system way of organizing the way that we classify money in a particular type of entity, you know, so but it doesn't, it isn't about that. But I know that you probably already know this, but the truth is you have a ministry, you have a call of God on your life. And that call, of course, can look like to be one of these particular ministry gifts, you can be called to be a pastor be called to be a teacher in the body of Christ but you can also be called to be a teacher in high school. You can be called to be a nurse. You can be called to be a fireman. You can be called to be a homeschool mom. You you have a calling. You have a purpose and God has a vision for your life. And your vision, whatever it is, a part of the purpose of that vision is to it says here to to enlarge and build up the body of Christ. We're all called to fulfill the Great Commission. We're all called to supernaturally evangelize. We're all called to use our gifts and our talents to bless people, to bless the church, to bless the world, to exemplify who Jesus is supernaturally in our everyday lives. And so as a prophet, right? And as someone who is called to equip the body of Christ, My purpose is to get you into purpose. My purpose is to get you into your calling and into your ministry and functioning as a mature believer in that purpose and in that calling so that we can expand the kingdom together. We can enlarge the kingdom. God has a purpose for every single one of us. He has equipped us with that purpose in Christ, and it is a powerful supernatural activity and assignment that you've been called to fulfill. So all of these ministry gifts are here to equip you. These are equipping gifts for the body of Christ. It's not about you know me standing up on the platform and you just sitting in the pew and listening to me talk, right, it's about getting you out of the pew and into your calling and into your purpose. And so in order to do that, you have to know who you are. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need to know how to operate in union with jesus you need to know how to how to abide in the vine and become fruitful through your intimate relationship with jesus and in order to have an intimate relationship with jesus we have to be able to communicate with jesus we have to be able to experience jesus we have to be able to know what he's calling us to do we have to know what is the next step in doing it we have to know How to be led by the spirit, because when we are led by the spirit, we are sons. We are mature sons in the body of Christ. And so many times, I mean, I I talk to people, you know, literally every single week, my team and I talk to so many people. I mean, hundreds of people, you know, every month, every every day we talk to people and the the inability to hear from God is an epidemic. Right? The inability to know really what does God have for me, what is God speaking to me, how do I make this decision, what, how do I apply the wisdom of God to my circumstances and to the situation is a really big problem in the body of Christ. For the most part, people are not being led by the Spirit. They are not being led through their activated spiritual senses into their calling and into their ministry. Right. And the other part of this is that we aren't necessarily living supernaturally. Right. And so we, we don't understand how to connect to the, the power of God in our lives to see the same things that Jesus was doing manifesting through us. And so I want to kind of also backtrack here a little bit and talk about another really big part of what it means to be prophetic. Right. Of course, it means, as I've said here a moment ago, to operate in activated spiritual senses. Right. It means that you are you're able to see in the spirit. It means that you're able to hear the voice of God. You're able to be led by the spirit. But it also uh, there's another big part of prophecy. Right. So there's a part of prophecy that is for edification, you know, exhortation and comfort meaning that as I hear God, I am able to build other people up. I'm able to encourage other people. I'm able to share what God's, you know, God's heart with other people. Uh, I am, I am connected to what God is speaking, not just to myself, but to others. I can speak into Uh, impossible situations that people are facing and give strategies from that are coming from the Holy Spirit I can I can remind them uh, through connecting with what the Father is thinking about them I can remind them of who they are I can remind them that they are in union with Jesus I can remind them that they're an overcomer I can I can see them as they are in heaven as they are in Christ right now because I'm not looking at things through a natural lens OK, but the, the other really big component of this is that prophecy is creative. Prophecy brings the, the will of God into manifestation in the earth. And what I mean by that, I, I kind of want to back up for a second because the Lord has been kind of bringing me back to a conversation that I had with him During a prayer retreat last fall where God was just really stirring up, honestly, the call on my life to equip people in the prophetic. And as we were chatting about that we were actually talking about the reform that is needed in the prophetic ministry in the body of christ we were talking about how union-based prophecy is not something that you know is really taught it's not something that we hear a lot about i mean really for the most part we relate to prophets in the body of christ like they're superstars like we're waiting to hear their next word because it's going to give us direction for the day and we've created almost this dependency on this gift of the prophet rather than being equipped by the prophet to actually live so prophetically ourselves that we pretty much look like a prophet. And that's really, you know, the context of what, you know, I was talking about with the father, but he was also saying, you know, Shalice, here's the other thing, because, you know, if you're going to step into this role fully and how I've you know, created you to function, you know, this is what he was talking to me. He said, You really need to understand that a big part of being prophetic is is transforming the scene realm creatively. He said, I want you to go look at the ministry of Elijah and Elisha in the Old Testament, and I want you to go look at the kind of miracles that they were performing. He says, The prophets were performing miracles, and he said, if they were performing miracles, just in the, you know, just because they, you know, the spirit of God would come upon them. They weren't living in union with Jesus. They weren't in the new covenant like we were, but they were doing all of these crazy miracles with a less of a identity, if you will, than what we have. And And he was just highlighting to me that, listen, if you really want to know what prophetic people do, you know what they do? They materialize and dematerialize matter here in the scene realm. And what do I mean by that? Meaning that they are dominating the material realm and everything about being prophetic is about manifesting heaven. Whether you are speaking identity into someone or speaking strategy over someone, or you are simply speaking to sickness and disease, or you are speaking to a, a situation that needs to move. But the secret is, is that we're not doing this apart from Christ. We are doing this in union with Jesus. And so the words that we are speaking are not our words. They are, we are, we are, we are speaking as one with the one who created all things. You know, beloved, I, I, as I sat there, I was like, okay, God, I really, really get excited. When we talk about manifestation, when we talk about manifesting miracles and manifesting, the, you know, heaven on earth. Man, I get really, really excited. I love manifestations. I love to see manifested healing. I love to see manifested uh, money. I love to see manifested peace and deliverance and, and all of the things that belong to us in Christ. I love to see our man, our inheritance in Christ manifest. And, you know, I've seen so many manifestations, right? I mean, I have seen deaf ears open too many to count. Literally hundreds of deaf ears opened. I have seen creative miracles where in one instance where someone was healed of of deafness, They had numbness on one side of their face. They had surgically had parts of their ears removed. And when we prayed for them, I mean, they didn't have the parts to hear. And all of a sudden, God did a creative miracle in them, and they were able to hear, right? I have seen kneecaps grow, literally grow right before my eyes. I have seen, obviously, arms, legs grow out. I have seen backs healed. I have seen steel rods disappear. I have seen... Oh my gosh. (sighs) Organs that had been surgically partially removed to pancreas one time, totally recreated. I mean, that's just in the, in the realm of healing manifestations. But I have seen people, uh, count money, right? They, they, they received this unexpected gift and they counted the money. And then when they counted it again, it multiplied. Right. I have seen so many things and and I wanted to share a testimony about this that is kind of it's a funny testimony today because it's so practical, but it is an example of the power of the prophetic gift, the power of speaking as a son of God in union with Jesus and watching something materialize and dematerialize. And so I'm going to share this story with you because this is really practical. You guys, this, this, the gift of prophecy is meant to dominate. It is, it's, it's a link into the ability to creatively dominate the material realm. And God has engineered us in Christ to operate this way. Unfortunately, what most of us do is we speak what we don't want. We focus on what we don't want, and so we're constantly talking and creating the very thing that we don't want more of, and then we're complaining about it because we don't realize and we don't don't step into the prophetic gift that we all possess to actually speak in Jesus' name as Jesus, right? And so this is a pretty funny testimony. Some of you guys might have heard it before. Um... But this is, you know, we moved into this house in August and there is, we have a very nice living room with this beautiful rug in it. And it was not too long after we arrived here that my dogs decided that this was a great place for them to go potty. And I'm not sure why they decided it was a great place to go potty. You know what? Dogs can sense things that we can't sense. Maybe there were some yummy smells in the rug. I'm not sure. But lo and behold, that's what they decided to do. And I was flabbergasted. This is a very nice rug. I love this rug. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Right? So I've got all the cleaning stuff out. And man, I'm telling you, this rug is like anti cleaner resistant. I mean, no matter how much I scrubbed it, no matter how much I got down on my hands and knees, white vinegar. I was googling it. I was doing everything I could to try to get this pea stain out of my rug. Right? We ended up getting a gate and putting it across the the living room, so the dogs couldn't in there. It's all blocked off, so they can't get back in there. But I will tell you, this rug stain was not coming up. And I I left one day, and I remember telling you know the girls, okay, you know, make sure that you keep the gate closed so the dogs can't get in there, and. I don't know how long I was gone, but I come back and I walk around the corner and, ah, I'm like, ah, ah, you know, I screamed because why the gate was open and I just knew, I knew before I walked in the room. Oh no, we've got a problem, right? Houston, we've got a problem. And sure enough, I walked into the living room and there we go. A brand new big pee stain on my rug. So, I am so frustrated. I'm frustrated at the dogs. I'm frustrated at my kids. I'm frustrated that now I've got to spend an hour trying to clean this thing up when it doesn't really work. And now, you know, I'm going to have to put the fan down there to dry the rug, blah, 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 blah. And so, as I'm just scrubbing this thing, you know, I get my daughter down there. No, you're going to come down here and help me because, you know, this was your fault. The dog got in here. And so, we're both just scrubbing away, scrubbing away. It's doing nothing. I mean, literally, no progress on this stain. And all of a sudden, thank goodness for the Holy Spirit, I got a idea. I heard an idea, and I just heard the words, speak to it. Now, you know, that may seem a little weird, right? I'm going to speak to it. Yeah, well, I know. You know what? Jesus spoke to a fig tree, and he encursed it, and it was dried up the next morning, right? Mark 11 talks about that miracle. It also says that whosoever shall say into this mountain, Mark 11, 23, You know what? It says, whosoever shall speak into this mountain to be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart will have whatever they say. So I thought, well, okay. All right. I mean, it was a little bit, you know, I was a little bit like, is this actually going to work? Like I've been working on these stains off and on for days, you know, and nothing has gotten it up. But sure enough, I thought, well, what the heck? This isn't working. So I just stood up. I kind of propped up a little rug on a chair. I pulled a chair in from my dining room and propped that sucker up so that I could see it. And every time I walked by that thing, I just started to speak to it. I just said, stain in the name of Jesus, I command you to dematerialize. There are no peace stains on rugs in heaven, and I just call you illegal. You are illegal to to be on my rug in Jesus' name. So dematerialize, dissolve right now, disappear into the spirit realm in Jesus' name. And I would just, you know, occasionally I would just, you know, as I would walk up the stairs, I would see it and I would just say, in Jesus' name, I command that stain to dematerialize. In Jesus name. I just kept saying in Jesus name, right? Dematerialize, dissolve right now. And beloved, do you know that there is absolutely no trace of any of those stains. Now, I mean, I have gotten down on my hands and knees, right? Because when you start to you start when you start to see these things, you think your your eyes are playing tricks on you right? You're thinking, okay, was it really there? You know, was it? I wish I'd taken pictures. If ever I do this again, I'm going to take pictures so that I can have a before and after, but I will tell you it is completely, completely gone. Okay. I'm going to share another testimony today about my attempt at, this is one of the attempts that I've had of raising the dead. Now, if you have never tried to raise the dead, well, you, you have to recognize, I mean, I remember lesson one, if you're going to raise the dead, Rule number one, if you're going to raise the dead, guess what? You cannot be afraid of dead people. Okay. I know that as a that is probably an interesting thing to think about. But let me tell you, if you've not been around a corpse before, I'm just going to call it what it is this morning. um, You know what? They can be creepy. Right. I mean, I don't know if you grew up watching zombie movies or you grew up like I did sometimes watching those horror movies and stuff like we have all of these like ideas about, you know, dead bodies. And as I this one was particular one was at a it was at the morgue. Right. And that's a whole nother thing. Right. So now we're at the, we're at the morgue We're I mean, if you've ever been in a morgue in a hospital, I don't even know how. I mean, it was supernatural that we even got in there, you guys. Like, it was supernatural for us even to get access to this body, especially if you live in America. I mean, trying to raise the dead at a funeral home or trying to raise the dead in a morgue or in a hospital. Like, there is so much, you know, so many policies and rules and laws around the handling of people that have passed. And so just the fact that we got in there was supernatural. But here's the deal. I mean, rigor mortis has set into this body, right? And so everything is stiff as a board. Um, it is it, this body had not been prepped like you see at a funeral. And so I'm just telling you, like, if you're going to operate in this, like I, we had to walk in with our spiritual senses activated and not be moved by what we were seeing naturally. And all we did, we began to do is just speak. We just said, hey, in Jesus name, rise, rise in Jesus name, rise in Jesus name. We command you in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the spirit of life, right? In the name of Jesus, he is the resurrection. He is the life. Rise, get up in Jesus name. And so we just began to speak to the body. And I can tell you, I mean, this is still one of the most incredible things that I've ever witnessed. We began to see life come back into that body we saw the rigor mortis begin to leave, we saw the hands begin to, to, un, uh, to be pliable, and we began to feel heat and, and, and warmth in the body, like blood was beginning to circulate. And what was so crazy about it is that we would, you know, it would be like, again, are my eyes, my eyes playing tricks on me? Like, like, what's happening here? You know, and And so we would kind of back off, you know, because it's just it's such a a strange phenomenon to be watching something manifest before your eyes. And so what would happen? It was like the the, the rigor mortis would come and back into the body. And so it was like this this like seesaw of watching it leave and then watching it come back, watching the hands kind of get hard and the body get cold and then watching the hands become pliable and the and the body warm up. And what's interesting about this is that at that particular point, I had never read any story about resurrecting someone from the dead where it was progressive. Every testimony I had ever heard about attempting to raise someone from the dead had always been like an instantaneous, you just say, rise in the name of Jesus, get up. And they just got up, right? They just came back to life. And so I didn't know anything about it. You know, I just, we stuck with it right we stuck with it maybe a couple of hours you guys and when we we finally gave up nothing happened we only had so much time you know what i mean to be spending there in the hospital but i left and i thought man you know really why you know why didn't it work what was happening you know and i will tell you that next week i i just through the through the course of reading books through the course of just hearing things it was crazy i heard more stories of progressive resurrections that I had ever heard in my entire life. And what it taught me was that we were on it. We were doing it. It's just, we didn't have the belief. We didn't have a frame of reference, really, to even to really know what we were doing, I guess. <laughs> you know, It's that's the thing with the supernatural. A lot of times it just feels like, a, it feels like an experiment. It feels like an experiment of speaking to something. And so many times what we do is we speak to something, then we sit there and we get in doubt. Is this working? Is this going to work? I don't know if this is going to work, that kind of thing. And we end up, losing kind of our momentum with the manifestation. And so I know those are both kind of interesting <laughs> random testimonies to share with you guys, but they're powerful examples of how prophetically speaking and how connecting with the Holy Spirit and and commanding something in Jesus' name to move or to dissolve or to materialize that this actually works, that this is what, sorry, I've got this thing in my shirt here. Let me fix it. Um, this is actually how the, this is how the supernatural manifests. And, you know, I don't know where you are theologically. I mean, we have listeners all over the world from all kinds of Christian backgrounds. I mean, many people that enroll and emerge are not you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're not filled with the Holy Spirit. They've never really operated in the supernatural. They've never really seen a miracle. And so sometimes when, when I share these things, it's just, I mean, it literally is like, you know, this is so left field. Although these are the same people that believe in the Bible and believe in the miracles in the Bible. And so what I just want to kind of expand your your, I don't know, reality today to to say that prophecy like this is what we're talking about, right? It's not me standing up on a platform and telling you who's going to be the next president, although there's nothing wrong with that. And that's helpful. And that's God. And that's all great. But what really counts is that you start operating supernaturally, that you connect to what the Father is doing, that you operate in the gift of faith. And you begin to speak to circumstances and situations in your life and in the lives of, of other people so that heaven can manifest here on earth. Okay, now I want to take you to a scripture. Um that may be familiar to you. It's in, um, let me remember where it is, the Holy Spirit is bringing it to me right now. Um, we are going to go to Matthew 16. And Matthew 16 is, is an account where you know, Jesus asks his disciples, who do men say that I am, right? And then Peter hops up and he says, you know, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And they have this exchange about how now Jesus changes his, um, Simon's name to Peter. And he says, you are the rock. And upon this revelation, I'm going build, to build my church. But if you keep reading there a little bit, he also says this, um, let me find the actual scripture that I'm going to share with. Um, okay. He says this in verse 19, I'm in the Passion Translation. It says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and release on earth that which is released in heaven. Now, if you go and read this in the Amplified version, let me just read it out of the Amplified version really quick, okay? Uh, It says this, it says, I will give you the keys and then it says authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind. And then it amplifies the word bind, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you, and here it says, forbid declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose permit declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. And so this scripture, especially, I love the way the passion translation, Uh, translates it, because it's just so simple. Uh, But it says that whatever we release, whatever we call forbidden on earth in heaven, it's forbidden here, right? So just like I said, now, I mean, I kind of made an assumption there are no pee stains on rugs in heaven, but I'm pretty sure there's not, you know? And so (laughs) I just said, you know what, this is improper. I'm just going to forbid this. I'm just going to bind this and I'm just going to speak to it in Jesus name. And you know what? It wasn't even my idea because the Holy Spirit just reminded me of this truth. Well, if you don't like it, if it's forbidden, if it's not in heaven, well, just speak to it, daughter. Just speak to it in Jesus name. And when you speak in Jesus name, I will tell you the power of God kicks in. The Holy Spirit starts to take over and the words that you begin to speak are not yours. Right. But this is a part of the prophetic ministry. This is part of what it means to be prophetic. It means that we are dematerializing things here in the earth that are unlawful in heaven. We are materializing and releasing things here on earth that make the earth look like heaven. And if we wanna do this, guess what? We need the power of God in our lives and we need to be operating in the spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit right? It was only the Holy Spirit's assignment that told me to go to the morgue and speak life over this woman. It was only the Holy Spirit that told me to speak <laughs> to the stain in my rug. And you guys, there are things that, want, that, that need to be bound. There are things that need to be released. There are things that we need to connect with the realm of heaven and speak into the earth. And so I just wanted to chat with you about that a little bit today because we don't necessarily even think about prophecy and operating in the prophetic as someone who materializes and dematerializes. I mean, you know, and and the the miracles that Old Testament prophets did is nothing compared to the power that the body of Christ is has available to us in our in our bellies right now. Amen. So, How do we do this, you guys? How do we connect to this? You know, well, we need to connect to our identity in Christ. We need to connect to the reality that we are one with Jesus right now. And we need to step into that place where we are living in union with the the Father. You guys, this is the Father. He spoke everything we see into existence. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Everything that was seen was made by things that were unseen, and the unseen governs the seen realm. We are designed to be creatively governing the planet, right? And so when you look at the things that are going on in your life, right, I mean, how are we speaking over our bodies? How are we speaking over our finances? How are we speaking over the situations that we find ourselves in every day. Are we speaking the problems? Or are we speaking heaven into existence? You know, money is lack, right? Lack, lack is an illegal thing. There is no lack in heaven. There is no lack in the realm of the spirit. There is no lack. It it is a part of our inheritance in Christ. Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. What are we speaking into our bank accounts? What what are we, how often are we saying, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I don't have the money for that. Well, guess what? If that's what you continue to speak, guess what? You're going to continue to create. So we need to shift, guys. We need to shift the way that we are operating. We need to shift into sonship. We need to shift into the place where we are dominating the seen realm. And, you know, the other thing that you want to, you really want to recognize is that the name of Jesus is like Jesus is there. And when we use the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus has spoken it that is the key that's the key of the kingdom jesus jesus is the key he is the mystery the mystery of the ages is christ in us the mystery of the kingdom is that we are now one with god we are the body of christ he is the head and he's going to use our mouth to speak his words and so prophetically this is what we're doing and so i I, I tapped onto this I, i tapped into this a little bit last in the last episode and i talked about you know The thing that grieves me, and I really believe grieves the Holy Spirit so much about the way that we use prophecy so many times in the church is that it keeps us in victimhood. It keeps us acting like we're still waiting on God to do something when he's waiting on us to say something. You know, we keep waiting and we keep operating in our circumstances as though we are a victim, as though we're powerless over the things that are happening in our lives, rather than connecting to the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ that lives inside of us and releasing resurrection power where something needs to be brought back to life. You guys, and this is something that we are to practice all the time. This is a way of life. You know i was coaching my emergers last night and we were talking about signs and wonders and we were talking about you know just the process that i went through personally in my own ministry to learn how to heal the sick and you guys i practiced i practiced just like doctors practice medicine i practiced, and i applied myself to learning how to live supernaturally how is that what, what at least, How does that make sense? Well, well, that's exactly what Jesus was doing in his earthly ministry. He was training his disciples how to do the same works he was doing. He was doing miracles and then showing them how to do it. And then he sent them out. Okay, as you go, preach, say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out the devil. Freely you have received, freely give. He was expecting his disciples to do the same things that he had been doing. And when they couldn't do it, in fact, he would rebuke them. He would say, oh, you unbelieving and perverse generation. He would rebuke their unbelief. He would rebuke their hardness of heart. And what does that mean? He rebuked that carnality inside of them that was causing them to be led by their five physical senses. And so the prophetic is here to equip you to get your spiritual senses activated and to operate supernaturally. All of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are gifts of the person of the Holy Spirit and he lives in us. So therefore we have access to all of those gifts. It's not some kind of thing that, you know, that comes upon you and now you have it. Like it's a gift you have. No, you live in union with the Holy Spirit and he produces the gifts. He manifests himself through you, through your words, through your your acts of faith, through your obedience to what you're hearing the Father do and what you're hearing the Father say. Okay, so... I just wanted to kind of, you know, up level our expectations of what it means to operate prophetically and what the gift of the prophet is here to do. It's here to equip you to operate supernaturally. You know, when you when you go see a prophet and they're calling people out in the audience and maybe they're telling people's birthdays or they're calling out people's names or things from their past events, that's just a word of knowledge. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's something that is available to every Holy Spirit filled believer. And the only reason they're operating in that is to really be a demonstration that this is what you're supposed to be doing, too. So it's not about having superstar prophets running around, you know, operating in these gifts to like say, hey, look at me, look how anointed I am. Look at all these supernatural things that I can do. No, it's to equip you to do the same thing so that it's it's so that the unbelieving world can look at us and say, wow, how are you doing that? And you're going to go, hey, I know this guy named Jesus. Jesus lives inside of me and he's a miracle worker. He speaks to storms. He speaks to mountains. He absolutely materializes and dematerializes things here on Earth that aren't like heaven. And guess what? He does those things through me. And he wants to do them through you too. So, hey, do you want to know Jesus, (laughs) right? So this is about us all being superstars as it relates to miracles. It's about us all doing the same works as Jesus because Jesus is doing them through us, you guys. So my challenge to you this week in this podcast is I want you to take one problem, okay? It doesn't have to be a big problem. It can be any problem. It can be a pea stain on your rug. Right. It can be, it can be we need to raise someone from the dead. It can be I need to speak to sickness in someone's body. It can be anything. It can be I need to speak to my bank accounts because I'm tired of having this debt. It can be, you guys, I have literally watched God pay off debt because I got all my bills out, put them on the floor, and danced on them because the Holy Spirit told me to dance on them because I'm free. I'm free from all, I'm free from lack. I recorded myself. I did it to the the song Happy by Farrell. And you know i would never play that video because it was so ridiculous like i went back and saw it recently and i was just like oh my gosh that is incredible first of all it was hilarious and i looked like a complete imbecile doing the dance but i just laughed and laughed because that it it all of those bills were paid and this is the way we live in the kingdom you guys, we, we walk around things and walls fall down. We live supernaturally. When's the last time you just laughed at your debt? When's the last time you just said, ha, 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 I owe no man anything but to love them. I don't owe any man anything. And you just begin to speak. You guys, this is a fun, this is fun. You know, I was so stressed out trying to clean that stain naturally, trying to toil and get that thing out. And I had so much fun just speaking to it. Now, you know, we don't speak to it from a place of, oh, I hope this works. Oh, I don't know if I have enough faith. No, 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 no. That's not speaking in union with Jesus. You know, we, we we realize, man, the greater one lives in me. He does this stuff for fun. He just creates for fun. And we have the same exact spirit living inside of us, guys. So let's take it up a notch this week and let's just start speaking. Let's get jiggy with it, man. Let's just start speaking to things that do not have any business being on this planet, whether it's for you, whether it's for someone else, man, you know, I talk to people every day and, you know, sometimes they'll want to do a merge, but they don't have the money. And I just, I just want to shake them. Sometimes I'm gonna be like, money is not your God speak, speak abundance, trust God, get out of the boat, walk on water, follow Jesus. There's a life of supernatural provision available right now, you know, but I get it. People are where they are. And that's the reason I do these podcasts guys, because I want to equip you. I want you to start believing. I hear God. I hear God on demand. I hear God and I follow him. I'm out of the boat. I'm living my purpose. If you don't know your purpose, you say, I know my purpose. You, you call things that be not as though they are, because that's how God talks. It ta- he talks about non-existent things as though they already exist. When he prophesied over Simon, he said, no, you're Peter. That's who you are. That's who you are. And you're here. You're going to, I'm going to build my church through you, Peter, upon the revelation that I am Christ. I'm going to use you. And he was just speaking identity, speaking purpose into Peter. And guys, we all can do this. Why? Because that guy, Jesus, that spoke to Peter is alive in us and he's still doing radical things. He still wants to manifest himself to every single purpose, to every single person. And in every single situation, he wants to show up and show out. And so we got to get our minds out of this place of I'm separated from God. I'm just weak. I'm just powerless. I don't know. I don't have the power. I don't have the faith. Well, maybe you don't, but Jesus does and he's in you. So get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the supernatural. Get your eyes on what is possible and start to speak. Speak in Jesus name. Speak, 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 speak the truth, speak life, speak resurrection and watch, 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 watch heaven manifest. All right, you guys, well, that was my purpose of new covenant prophecy today. The purpose is to release heaven on earth, and the purpose of new covenant prophets is to equip you so that you can do it. All righty, I love you. Have a great week. Have a supernatural week. And I expect some big time testimonies to come under this podcast to be in this group this week, because you guys stepped up to the plate and started being a son of God who lives in union with Jesus. All righty. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Shalice's Podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.